White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Right after, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox after another heartbreaking loss to the Cleveland Indians as they sweep the White Sox in all four games. The White Sox are now a game behind the Minnesota Twins for first place with three to go and only a game in front of those Cleveland Indians. This is Herb Lawrence with me is chris Tannehill? how are you doing tonight chris worst day of my life what do you think uh this episode <laughs> is brought to you by our friends at indeed hey can the guinness book of world records give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game even though sports had a break your business certainly did not you gotta keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever and indeed is here to help Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get the important hire that you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And Locked On White Sox is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Well, folks, MLB postseason, it's almost here. And for a lot of us, that's a good thing. And it means the air is getting a little crisp out there. But it also means it's a sign that winter is coming. And with winter's coming, you're going to want to make sure you do everything to your automobile to make sure it's running for those bitter, bitter cold days, especially here in Chicago. If you got to get your new tires or make sure... Your heating and air conditioning is all working tip-top. All the parts you're ever going to need, they're going to be available to you at rockauto.com. You know, And there's so many different makes and models of cars these days. It's nearly impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock all those parts your car would ever need, You know, let alone all the questions you have to get uh, from, the, from the salesperson. Oh, is your car an LX or an EX? And oh, I don't know. Let me go check. And then you run out to the store and you forgot why you left the store and but why do all that silliness when you have a computer in your pocket? It's your cell phone, and that has access to rockauto.com and their vast auto parts inventory. You see those chain stores I mentioned? They have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are always the same for everybody, and more importantly, they're always reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. But best of all, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low and they're the same 
for you and I and the do-it-yourselfers and professionals. So why spend up to twice as much on those same parts at a big box auto parts store? Why do that? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And do us this favor, please. Right, locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Thank you, Rock Auto, for your support this whole season. We appreciate you. All right, let's get right into it, Herb. Sox losers tonight once again. They get swept in Cleveland. Nothing good comes out of Ohio, typically. Uh, you can argue the pretenders, maybe. Uh, Melt, Melt, the great restaurant there in, in Cleveland proper. Uh, but other than that, I can't think of, uh, of many things uh, good coming out of Ohio. Certainly nothing this week for the White Sox. Let's get right into it, okay? This, this game was uh, nearly won, and then it was lost in the seventh inning. Let, let, let's talk about some of the good things first, because I do want to highlight something. I want to spike the ball here. Yohan uh, Moncada, another triple tonight. Statman Chris Kampka says, Yohan Moncada is the first White Sox player to have triples for three consecutive hits since Richie Zisk, May 13th Whoa. to 15th, 1977. Of course, Moncada's came over a much longer span of games. So there you have it. So Moncada making history tonight. Uh, Yoan looks like he could possibly, potentially be back as the Yoan we know and love. And that's going to be important. Only goes one for four tonight, but that hit was a big one in a tie game, sparking the rally. After Moncada's triple, he's brought in by an RBI ground out by Yasmani Grandal, making it a two to one lead. None of us felt safe at the time, but it was a good way to start, certainly. Then after that, things started to improve a, a little bit in the seventh inning and they started to stack some hits together and all of a sudden the old White Sox were back at least for a little while so after the ground out from Grandal Jose Abreu walks Eloy Jimenez doubles and he wound up getting himself hurt in this ball game we'll get to that in a second he doubles, and then Enwood Encarnacion strikes out, two away, and then up comes Nomar Mazzara. And I'm just going to take a moment here to talk about this is why you keep sticking with guys. Because at this point, this is one of the biggest hits of the year. Definitely, it was a huge moment for Mazzara, making it 4-1 to one after his single driving in a pair. And you started to feel like, okay, 4-1. to one, this is a, this this game could be you could walk out with a win could salvage this thing could be back in first place by night's end with the idle Minnesota Twins, but this is why you keep trotting guys out there for a spot like that. You never know what type of positive effect this is going to have on Nomar Mazara going forward. So there you have it. It's four to one going into the bottom of the seventh. You know, no lead is ever safe, especially with the Indians. We we've seen it time and time again. So we get to the seventh inning, and this is ultimately why baseball is its a cruel game. It's not for the faint of heart. Uh, it's an emotional game. It's a nerve-wracking game uh, when it's when it's things aren't going your way. It feels like nothing is going right in the world. So in the seventh inning, Jimmy Guns comes in to replace Dallas Keuchel, who was awesome tonight, Herb. Let's just talk about Dallas Keuchel here before we get into the bad. Dallas Keuchel did exactly what we thought he would do tonight, and he was awesome. Yes, he is the White Sox best pitcher. Uh, he's a nails guy. Um, took what was given to him and dominated. He was just doing the damn thing. I mean, every single time he's gone up on the bump, he's given you a quality effort. That's all you can ask for. And he's given you much more than quality. This is top was sub two ERA still. He's just our best pitcher. I know that we're going to start Lucas Giglio in that first game, but if I had my druthers, I would be having this man, Dallas Keuchel, being the first starter that's out of the uh, bullpen, or the first starter that's playing in the playoffs for the White Sox because he's our best pitcher. I can't say it enough. Agreed. So Jimmy Guns comes in to replace Dallas Keuchel, 
and all of a sudden he gets uh, he gets dinked and dunked, and the baseball gods were not on his side tonight. Josh Naylor starts it off with a single to left field, and then uh, Tyler Naquin comes on to replace Mercado. The Nyquin singles on a ground ball to left fielder Adam Engel. And again, these are not hard hit balls. Um, and then, you know, you, you start to feel it. Okay, here it goes. It's starting to starting to snowball here a little bit. And then Mike Freeman comes up, and he hits one that you could not have thrown out there any better. Uh, just out of the reach of Tim Anderson, short of Gerard Dyson out in center field, and you started to have the bad feelings. At least I know I did in this one because once you get bases loaded, then all of a sudden you're bracing for the big inning. And for a second, it looked like maybe Jimmy Cordero was going to get out of it because he got the force out to DeShields, and that was a really nice play by Moncada to make sure that ball didn't hit Naylor at home. That was a nice throw by him on the right arm side of Naylor, uh, gunning him down to the plate, and all of a sudden you have one out, nothing across as of yet. And then you get Lindor to fly out for two out, and then you're thinking, okay, you know, not not the worst thing in the world here. We still got two outs, got a chance to get out of this thing. But right now you're feeling pretty good because Lindor, their best player, not the hottest hitter for them right now. That would be Ramirez. We'll get to him in a second. But every, anytime you see Frankie Lindor come up in a big spot like that, you're basically shitting bricks. And the fact that they got out of that, you're like, oh, man, maybe maybe they can get some magic going here. And then here comes the decision that everyone's going to be talking about on Twitter tonight that's already been talked about to death. It's going to be talked about on Sports Radio tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Rick Renteria comes out and brings out star left-handed pitcher who's been on the injured list for about over a month. And no, it's not the guy that you're thinking of, Aaron Bummer. It's Carlos Rodon. And many people first guessed this move. I was one of them. But with a 4-1 to lead, you're thinking, all right, maybe gives up one, maybe two. You'll live with it and you just want to get out of it. But it's certainly it's not what I would have done. But at the same time, time if he would have gotten out of it i would have been this first person like you know what that's cool you know you you know (laughs) you just just thank your lucky stars you got out of it but we always talk about process over results and i saw you talking Mm -hmm. about this on twitter tonight now i'm just i'm just going to say this right now i i think it was a bad decision unless i believe i'm just going to put this out there right now i think rick renteria is not managing to win these games this week I, I don't know if he's if he's trying to zoom out and look at the big picture and try to see what he can get from his guys in a postseason, but I don't think he's managing to get the White Sox victories necessarily this week. Do do you? Am I crazy for believing that? You are hundred hundred percent where I was going. Okay, as I said last night's episode, winning the vision gives you no incentive. There's zero incentive except for hosting home games. You can do that by being the second. Uh, the best second place team, which the White Sox currently are. So, yeah, it wasn't a great decision by Rick Renteria, but he's trying things out. He understands that this division and winning it doesn't mean a damn thing. It just for you guys at home who are listening to this podcast to say you won the 2020 AL Central over your Twins and Indians fans. What else does that matter? You would buy a shirt at Grandstand or go to Chicago Sports Depot. That's it. That's literally all you're getting. There's no incentive to it. And yeah, if I if if Carlos Rodon gets that out right there, um, that soft liner by Hernandez is caught by Yomer, everybody's like, man, solid job. What way to give a guy confidence? Then you bring then you bring Bummer in the eighth, and he does Bummer things in the eighth. 
man, Ricky's out here managing. That's what I'm talking about. The process was fine. Like, he wanted to get Rodon in a situation that he might face in the playoffs and not do it for the first time in the playoffs. You understand what I'm saying out there, people? Yeah, it's not an optimal result. And we're all pissed that the White Sox are losing games and you guys are putting more weight on this game than any other game, which is ridiculous. I understand it's at the end of the year. So you naturally feel that way. But losing this game is the same as losing a game in July, the beginning of July or the end of July or August or early September. I know it doesn't feel like it because you put the weight on games at the end of the year more than games in the middle of the year. So it's just another game. It's a tough loss. Ricky might have had a move that he was doing. He's playing chess, and maybe we're thinking checkers. And hopefully that's what he's going for because otherwise – like in a regular year, when you're trying to win a division and a division has incentive, then that's a bad move and it's inexcusable. But Tanny brings up the good point. He's putting Rodon in a situation where he's going to have to face him, face it in the playoffs and see if he can succeed, see if he can trust him. His 97-mile-per-hour fastball was crisp. I loved it. He just didn't have the command or control of his pitches today. Even though he was giving up, he gave a soft contact to Hernandez. That rocket by Ramirez, you, I mean, it's Ramirez. What, what the fuck can you do? And, you know, everybody left side, turn him around to the right side. Yeah, you could have brought Bummer in. You could have did that. But I think he's just trying out Carlos Rodon for a situation that's more uh, apt to be in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think there is inherent issues with that with that logic I think we're both on the same page we agree why he did it he explained why he did it in the post game and I'm not going to bother playing it because we've hit on all the points that he that he talked about and plus the audio quality is not that great tonight uh on, on the zoom chat uh but what Rick Renteria did say basically is yes he was trying to put Rodon in a, in a spot that he would potentially face in a playoff situation and Rodon even said after the game, yeah, everyone wants to be in that spot. You know, I don't care if it was his first time out there in over a month. Like that, when you're called upon, everyone in that bullpen better want to be in that position. So I, I get it. Uh, Ricky also said, uh, put it on me uh, in the post game, which I could not help. Uh, and I'm so mad that our guy Tom Fornelli had it out there on Twitter because I thought the same thing when I saw Paul Sullivan quote, Renteria quote, put it on me. Baby girl, put it on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would I mean without you? Um, but I think the, <laughs> the inherent problem with that logic, though, is managing to win games in the postseason is you got a team right now that's a young team. I guess you could say this is why you brought in veteran leadership so these things don't get out of control. But you've got a young team that looks like they're starting to doubt themselves for the first time all year. And there has never been a baseball season where uh, a team hasn't had to face doubts at some point. So, you you know, this is the major league. You can't hide players from 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 playing time or situations, and you can't hide them from the inherent failures of this game. But the problem with the Renteria logic is not, you know, playing to win these games is all of a sudden now you got three games left, and, you know, the Cubs are not playing well right now. It's, it's obvious. And both teams are pretty much on the same page. You know, Cubs not hitting, Sox not hitting. Um, you know, it, it's it, it could be real ugly baseball this weekend with, with both teams still uh, vying for position in, in the postseason. But when you have a team that's struggling, a young team at that, and they're starting to doubt themselves a little bit out there, they're starting to press, and you don't manage to win the games in front of you, you're letting opportunities slip away, in my opinion. And to make that call tonight to go to Rodon, 
and and not do something different. Either just leave Cordero out there to sink or swim for that last batter, or bring in Bummer. Now we don't. I don't know about Bummer. I don't know if they wanted to get him a, a clean inning without stress uh, coming off that injury because they they're going to need Aaron Bummer a lot more than they will Carlos Rodon. Uh, not only for this year, but also in the future. So I, I don't know if that was something that had to, to go on into it, into the into the decision-making. But we all know this bullpen is a disaster right now as well. You know, I don't think anyone would have wanted to see, if you had to pick Carlos Rodon or Jose Ruiz in that situation, I think everyone would have said Rodon. But then also everyone would have said, what about Bummer? I would have said, what about Danks, personally? But the, my point is, you have a team that, is struggling out there and they would have wanted nothing more than to get that win tonight they looked deflated after that loss tonight that was a game that they won they battled back they had they put the at-bats together they didn't rely on the home run they you know except of course <laughs> power source yomer sanchez um how about that off of zach Plesak early in the ball game talk about things in this game that are just unexpected to make you scratch your head but this this team grinded out a victory tonight and it was taken away from them in my opinion by their manager now again i don't know maybe it doesn't matter Maybe a week from now we'll all be laughing at this and you know they'll, they'll be beating the Yankees. But I, I just find it hard to believe that you have a win on the table and you take it away from your team. How could that possibly have a positive effect going forward into the playoffs? I mean, I don't think it has a positive effect. I have more of a problem than with Cordero starting the inning than well, yeah. Rodon coming into the game. See, that's what I'm – like people are obsessing about Rodon specifically. And, yes, I got it. You guys want to fire Ricky Renteria. Newsflash next year, Ricky Renteria is going to be the coach of this team, the manager of this team. So I don't know, down. man. I don't know. Oh, he will definitely be. <laughs> he will 100%. Tanny, you think they're going to fire him because they lost games to Cleveland? They're going to the playoffs in an well, odd year. What? They love that guy. They're, and the, the loyalty that when they need to fire guys years before – they're going to show him much loyalty, and the players love him. The players absolutely love Ricky Renteria. He's coming back next year, 100%. I'll put anything I, I'll put anything on this. We'll bet on this one. All right, He's yeah. He's coming back. All right, well, I'll, I'll bet whatever you want, but I know the, what we always say, I know it's it's no sense arguing with you on this because you always say, who are you going to replace him with? So I don't know yet who's no, going to be. No, I don't. I, I, you, I don't even say who you're going to replace okay. him. I just think he's going to come back 100%. Okay. I, I, don't I, even, I don't even have an excuse. I, You know me. I'm not a manager's guy, but he's coming fuck back. I am not even endorsing that. That's not my call, but he's coming back. We, I mean, we've seen this White Sox movie before. What do you what, com- he's, what do you think what happens if they get swept in the, in the first round? He's coming back. Okay. There's nothing that Ricky Renteria can do in these not last games that makes him not come back. I think. I think he's already done his work getting to the playoffs with this team and how it showed itself to be so good at a point, even being the best team in the American League at a one point. I think people are going to be uh, – Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams, like, yeah, he's coming back 100%. There's no way that they're going to fire Ricky Renteria. He's got money on, on the table too because he had signed an extension uh, quietly. I said the only way that they're going to fire Ricky Renteria if he didn't make the playoffs. He made the playoffs. It's over. He's he's coming back. It uh, it just it feels different this time because you know if, I'll just say this before I before I get into to my argument and the way I see it they they haven't done Ricky many favors in that bullpen this year their big free agent acquisition Steve Ceshek DFA today 
Um, you know, I don't obviously I don't know if he'll clear waivers or not, and maybe he'll be back and they'll give him another go around next year. But that's like your number one free agent acquisition in the bullpen to solidify things and to be in a spot like that tonight. And all of a sudden he's he's DFA'd. Um, you've, you've got guys, they didn't make many acquisitions to, to shore it up. They got, I don't want to say they got lucky, but they got young kids who I don't know if they truly felt that they could count on to be big pieces of that bullpen. So like the bullpen's been shaky all year. Whenever you use your most high leverage reliever, whenever you lose that guy, uh, you know, uh, weeks into the season, Aaron Bummer, and you don't get him back to the last week, like that's going to mess things up. And we've been talking about it all year long the, with the, the suboptimal starting pitching, and it's affected the bullpen in many ways. But when you check out the postgame show tonight, which is typically, you know, state television, uh, you know, Ozzy not wanting to saying it, but saying it, Frank saying it's not understanding the decision. Go to Steve Stone's Twitter tonight. People are asking him about it. And he goes, I've got no answer for you. Um, it seems pretty – everyone is following the same script here. No one is agreeing with that with that move tonight. And, you know, Frank kind of sees this whole thing as, as a big-picture thing, like sort of the way I've been looking at it. Like you see this thing is on a downward trend here, and you want to stop the bleeding and by getting a win tonight. And he didn't do everything – he being Rick Renteria, he didn't do everything he could tonight to stop that bleeding tonight. Again, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe in a week from, from now we're, we're, we're laughing about it and saying, hey, man, you see Carlos Rodon coming in that big spot – in the ball game and and, and, and strike you know strike out you know pick take your pick of uh, Yankee hitters you know in a high leverage spot you know but did you see that that was great oh man but I, I don't think that's going to happen I think we've probably seen the last of Carlos Rodon in a big spot this year anyway I know they still have him one more year under contract who knows if he'll, if he'll even make the team next year but I just I I just look at all the signs and it's pretty much uniform. Anyone whose whose opinion is highly regarded around baseball and around the White Sox are questioning some of the moves made of late. I mean, just look at the exhibition that was put on display with this bullpen this week. I know you caught a, a tough break the other night when when Colomay's got back spasms and you would like to go to to another inning, but you have the Ruiz situation turning around Ramirez to the, to the opposite side that you want after that walk off. Um, you have what, what else happened in this series that, that was subpar in the bullpen? Another questionable decision that was made. The Gio Gonzalez thing last night. You know, these are things that this is all in just one week. I think that over the, the large, the big picture of it, of the 2020 season, he's done a nice job with a young team. And he doesn't have all the resources that you would like. You know, you would hope that they shore up things that need to be shored up next year. And they throw money at problems and they'll be a little bit better shape. But you just look at it one calendar week. And I know guys have had a bad week. I've had a bad 37 years in my life. But guys can have a bad week. I get that. But just you're talking about in, in big spots, and all of a sudden you're letting a team that you you might face in the first round go into the postseason with some momentum and with a mental edge too, which in baseball is so important. I just I think it's definitely on the table. I'm not saying that he should be fired or he's going to be fired, but depending on how they finish this year and how they, they end up in the postseason, I think it will be a factor because it'll be fresh in their mind. It's not a thing where it's like this happened the first week of the year and everyone's forgotten about it. I think the circumstance of it, when it happened, and how it happened, I think, may weigh into the decision a little bit. Multiple things here. People always say momentum is their next starting pitcher. So okay, All Cleveland. Name? Cleveland's got good starting pitching. Every one, every single yeah, one of their guys. <laughs> but I'm, but we have a next starting pitcher that's still in cease. He can stick it up the Cubs' ass, and it's over. You can forget about it. You can, and the White Sox get hits off of Darvish like they did in the preseason game, and everybody's like, "All right, cool." Second thing. 
if you're gonna not you, Chris Tannehill, you Universal, gonna criticize Ricky Renteria for this week, you had better been shouting from the mountaintops last week when he was beating the Twins, three to one victory, close victory. He got they got the win, six to two with Dunning, got the victory, four to three, got the victory. I didn't hear, I didn't look on Twitter and say, man, this Ricky Renteria is out here managing. That's managing, managing right there. Damn, he's managing his ass off. None of that. I didn't hear it. I didn't say, come with that same intensity. Don't lose the intensity. If you're going to criticize strong, praise hard. So that's what I'm about. Like, I don't think Ricky has any effect negatively or positively on this game. Yeah, he makes bad moves sometimes. But I think ultimately the players are the ones who decide it. So I... I'm not going to be on this thing of, hey, fire Ricky Renteria or, hey, Ricky Renteria needs another thing. But I would 100% say you're listening right now to this podcast and you wouldn't fucking scream from the mountaintops when Ricky was doing well. And I'll put those in quotes versus the Minnesota Twins beating the big, bad Minnesota Twins three out of four games. Then I want to hear you right now shouting that Ricky's the worst manager ever. You got to keep that same intensity all the time. I keep that same intensity. No more Mazar sucked the whole gear every single day. He hit that home run the other day. I'm biggest cheerleader. Today, two runs single. Let's go, Nomar. You're my man's. And that's another point right there. No one, except for you today, Tanny, is giving Ricky Renteria credit for sticking with Nomar Mazara, <laughs> getting big hits in Ohio. No one's saying, hey, man, what resiliency. What I mean, a great job by Ricky Renteria by sticking with Nomar Mazar and he's paying an awful good hit. I mean, I've been by saying that. Way, yeah. I've been saying that for two weeks. So you're not going to hear, you, people, you never hear people say anything good ahead of time. So you, you know, that to be true in general, yeah. generally speaking, you never see people, you know, you know, just stump for the positive on social media. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, remember people too. I know they score four runs, but for the second damn game in a row, they only had four hits. And yes, four runs is enough to win a major league ball game, and they should have won tonight. But damn it, don't act like these motherfuckers was out there twenty-seven Yankee tonight. <laughs> they was struggling, scrapping, and they got to Bieber a little bit. That's excellent. Chased him out of the game, gave him four runs on his ledger. Nice, I enjoyed it. It's awesome. I hope he enjoys the nightlife in Chicago when he comes here. <laughs> Gets his ass, his tits lit next time we see him. <laughs> but four runs, four hits, man. This offense that was explosive is now shut down. This is some of the blame. You got all you're gonna hear tomorrow when we're on the score. Ricky Renter is the worst. They lost the game for the White Sox. The division's over. We suck. Ricky Renter is the worst person. Look inward to Cordero struggling. He gave up those runs, even though he got a hold still for that thing, his ninth hold of the year. Uh, Carlos Rodon sucked today. He gets a loss. And the four hits by those hitters who get paid to hit. And the one guy you picked off the scrap heat got the big home run, Gomer. Congratulations. The guy that's been struggling all year got the big-time two-run single. And the guy that's been hurt all year long with COVID and other ailments with the big triple again. This is what I'm talking about. If we're going to be giving blame i wanted to be evenly placed out and given the blame to people who actually 
deserve it or credit. Either way. Yeah, fair enough. We could certainly debate this for hours, and I'm, I'm, I wouldn't, you wouldn't even call it a debate because I'm not out here saying that he should be fired. Uh, I'm just saying, like you know, ask you know those players in that clubhouse tonight. Are, you don't think they're looking sideways a little bit? Like, wait, you got Aaron Bummer out there, and he's also coming off the IL, and you all of a sudden you go a guy with a guy who hasn't been with us all year, and he hasn't done that gig in five years. I mean, there's not many things that I haven't done in five years that I could still do today without practicing a little bit. You know, I can't, you know, swaddle a baby like I used to five, six years ago. Like, there's a lot of things that in five years since the last time Rodon made a relief appearance, you know? So I think. This is how these things happen, you know, or all of a sudden you look up like, man, you know, they had a good year, but what happened? I think, you know, you see players start to turn on the manager a little bit and you, you look sideways. But again, I, I will say he does not have all his resources to him available at this point. His Evan Marshall's not there. Bummer hasn't been there. So he's, he's going to his pacifier and Jimmy Cordero, Jimmy Guns all season long. Sometimes he comes through. More often than not, he hasn't. You know, he had a great year last year, but this year not so much. So I know he, he doesn't have all – resources available to him this year so I'm willing to give him a little slack on that but ask me again in another week how they finish this year because we are we're in agreement here that that they should get back to normal against the Cubs I know Darvish has been great but he's been sliding a little bit lately Lester had a nice outing last time you know but they they crush lefties they're back at home if you want to make an argument whether or not that matters or not I don't know back at home they but they should get back on track this weekend wouldn't you think Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, you was going to be great. I'm always great. The White Sox <laughs> just need to find a way to get a couple of hits like tonight off of off of Mr. Bieber. Get some hits, get some produce some runs, see one and be it and crush a home run. I mean, when's the last time they hit a home run? God. I don't remember one. I, I'm just not remembering. Maybe they hit one in Cleveland that probably did, but I just don't remember it. Maybe it's so, so long ago. Yomer, but, Yomer hit one today. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, a real person, and a, not a, no bum-ass And, a, and a Abreu, Abreu hit one too this week. But, they, but, it, but it was few and far between the home yeah, runs this and, week in Cleveland. And I like to bring up the line, of course, from Rounders. You look for a little charity, Lester? That's what we're going to be doing to John Lester this week. Or the one from um, Mississippi Burning. How you doing, Lester? I wish we had both of those cuts right now, but I, I'm produ- I'm producing on this on the air on the air right now. I shouldn't be doing that to you, Tanny. God, Sorry. that's all I do is pull movie clips all weekend. You have me staying up late. My my kid was my daughter was like Cleveland Indians tonight. She would not go down. Could not put her to bed. She kept coming back <laughs> all the way back even after her story. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about this weekend a little bit here. Let's set the table here for the weekend with all the teams involved. Okay, the Sox obviously hosting the Cubs. Uh, Let's get some predictions out of the way. I'll I'll read you the pitching matchups. We talked about Dylan Cease versus Darvish. Dunning versus Lester. Dunning is looking to rebound off that bad start uh, against a lineup that's really struggling right now in the Cubs. And then Lopez against TBA. Now, looking at what the Cubs situation is, their magic number is three or is it two? Three, I believe. But there's a lot of things going on there with the Cardinals or with with their doubleheader situation. Who knows what it'll be by by Sunday if they will even have to throw anyone out there. But Lopez versus TBA uh, on Sunday. Sox-Cubs. All right, so what do do we think the Sox are going to do here versus the Cubs? I'm thinking two out of three. I haven't quite figured out how they're going to get there. I think it's definitely on the table that they lose Friday, the Seas and Darvish mat- matchup with, I think, Seas if it gets too walky again. The Cubs will take a walk on you, and they still have the potential to go deep. So that's a bad combination, I think. But I, I think that's where the loss is, is going to be is uh, tomorrow night, Seas versus Darvish. What do you think, two out of three? 
I see the same thing in same exact uh, scenario where Darvish dominates tomorrow. The White Sox get a run, possibly. And today, uh, by the way, my my uh, guarantee was good, and then it you know went to shit. So yeah, five one of my guarantees. Yeah, I, not I, too bad. I can't believe you're not more upset at Rick Renteria for messing up your guarantee. I thought for sure what a you. Dick. <laughs> All right, so that would leave the White Sox at thirty six and twenty four, one win above my predicted thirty five total, making me look stupid for a change. All right, so that leaves the Sox thirty six and twenty four. Now let's take a look at the Twins and Reds. Friday they've got Berrios versus Maley. Pineda versus TBD, Rich Hill versus TBD. Okay, so the, the Reds are playing good ball right now, uh, but they may be in a spot where a win would would solidify their spot a little bit and maybe improve their, their positioning. So maybe they'll roll out Trevor Bauer. I don't know if I would do that if I were them, but you, you'll never know. Uh, so Barrios, Maley, Pineda, TBD, Rich Hill, TBD. Do you have any expectations on how that series is going to shake out? I know it's asking a lot with the TBDs out there, but what do you think the Twins will do? They, the Twins are at home against the Reds, who are playing really good ball right now. I think the Reds are going to take two out of three. The game okay. that the Twins are going to win is the game that it starts tomorrow night, Friday night. Uh, Burials will beat. Was it? I was gonna say Jordan Malley. That's our guy. Um, <laughs> Tyler. Tyler Malley. Tyler Malley. Yeah. The, he'll lose that, even though he looked great versus the White Sox. Side Malley out there. Absolutely. Um, so that leaves both the Sox and Twins at thirty-six and twenty-four. Now we know the Sox have the tiebreaker over the Twins, so that would make the White Sox the AL Central Division champs, depending on what the Indians do versus the Pirates. They've got Carrasco versus Keller. Savale versus Musgrove and TBA versus Brubaker. So we already know that the Indians are not going to roll out their best guys because they did that to, to face the White Sox and also put themselves in a spot in the first round to get their best pitching matchup uh, imaginable. So I, I well, let me go back to the Twins. I, I think the Twins will will take two or three versus the Reds. You know, until I see these pitching matchups. And for whatever reason, good hitting teams in that ballpark in, in Minnesota, they don't always fare as well. You know, the Twins certainly hit a lot of home runs this year and last year, but uh, a powerful team like the Reds, like, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't always translate for a road team coming into Minnesota hitting home runs. So I think the Twins will take two out of three there against the Reds. Now, Indians in Pittsburgh, after the matchups I just gave you, Carrasco, Keller, Savali, Musgrove, TBA versus Brubaker, I think you're looking at a, an Indian sweep in that in that particular situation. What about you? Where is the, where are the games? At? There, that's Cleveland. Okay, um, I think the Cleveland Indians are going to take two out of three in that series. I think the Pirates will squeak out. And if we're, I, if we're going to go by the momentum thing, they played pretty well versus the Cubs. If we're going to say that, we're going to do yeah. that thing. So they've been playing well. They've been out there today, seven to nothing versus the Cubs, hitting well. The K. Brian Hayes is going to be the White Sox favorite player this weekend because he's going to do some damage maybe a little bit josh bell action um they're going to squeak out one they're built they're built for those tight for those tight games i think the pirates are built for those like low scoring games like they can they can dink and dunk you and you know do you know punch and judy all night long on you too like as you saw in this cub series like they're they're capable of putting some contact on it and maybe getting lucky sort of uh like how you've seen uh many times uh, in in baseball you know you get a couple hits together in a low scoring game and all of a sudden you're like oh man plus i just generally i never want to face a team this time of year that's out of it or below you in the standings as you saw with the indians and white Sox here you know they, they've got everything to play for 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm always I always get worried when I see those bottom feeders on the schedule. So the Indians will have to deal with that this week. So if you have Sox taking two or three, the Reds taking two or three, and the Indians taking two or three, that that leaves the White Sox as AL Central champions. Um, I've got. Then you guys and all can go to Grandstand and get your damn T-shirts. Oh yeah, you better shut I, the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you better go to Grandstand too if you're going to go anywhere. I mean, you talk about a business that's been there forever, and you know, whenever I get my socks gear, I'm always going to Grandstand, and uh, yeah, I'll probably send this to them so they can see how much love we give them. Uh, we can welcome them aboard. Uh, but yeah, I, you know. I, I think that's what we're looking at. I don't know if it matters or not winning the division, but I'm just we're just speculating how it's going to shake out here and what we'll be talking about uh, on Sunday. So, who do you think will it be? Sox Yankees? Then is that is that going to be the first round opponent, if, or do you think they'll, they'll leapfrog? All that stuff just happened. The White Sox will be most likely second or third place in the division in the uh, AL. So they will be second place. Will face the Cleveland Indians. And if they're third place, they'll face the Houston Astros. Both of those teams are pretty much locked in there, except for the Astros, who can get caught by Joe Baden's Angels this weekend. Um, it's it's a tough task, but Joe Baden's Angels are only two games, I believe, behind the Angels, uh, behind the Astros right now. So that would be the matchup, and I would love to play either of those teams, Houston without Verlander. And they're five. Yeah, Verlander went down with the with the TJ this week. It was announced we had anticipated him coming back, but he had a setback, and now he won't be around this year or next year. So that certainly changes the power dynamic in the AL a little bit, and certainly for the postseason here. So yeah, no Verlander. Continue. And then the Angels are playing the Dodgers, who've ever got everything sewn up this already. They got the first seed sewn up. They got oh, yeah, the division sewn up. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> they're gonna throw Kershaw out there for the first game. Then they got T B D and T B D. So they're not really going for anything. And if, and if anything, they're probably gonna be resting their starters, giving them only like five innings just to keep them fresh or anything for that uh playoffs that starts on Wednesday for the National League for the Dodgers. And Joe Madden's Angels might get in there if the Houston Nationals are not watching themselves. So I would love to face either of those teams. I would love to be in any of these situations. It's all good with me. Uh, actually, as I speak and I look at the standings, right now Houston is going to beat the Texas Rangers. So Houston would have to lose all the rest of the games to the Rangers this weekend to not get that playoff spot and then also the Angels will have to win all those games with the Dodgers. So it looks like the sixth seed will be Houston. The seventh seed will be Cleveland if our scenarios pan out that way. But if things go awry this weekend, what's going to happen is the White Sox are going to be the seventh seed and might luck themselves into a playoff situation that's more advantageous for them than right now they're currently facing the surging Yankees. They might be going against the second-place Oakland A's. And I know it's a horror show out there in Oakland. We hate to play out there. It's so damn dark and it's horrible. But I would love to play that team, especially without Matt Chapman. Let's go. Let's eat. Can they even play organized baseball in Oakland, or would that be at a neutral site too? I don't even know. Like you know what? I mean, what? they don't have a football team anymore. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, you know we'll we'll see how it shakes out, man. We'll we'll break it down Friday night, tomorrow night after the uh, first game of the Cubs series. 
And well, maybe not. Maybe if they win, it'll be a convincing win. But you know, Sunday it'll be all about Sunday because we'll be talking about the matchups in the postseason and things like that, and sort of recapping the week that was. And hopefully, uh, I still would like them to win the division. You know, just I think it'll give them good vibes, babe, going into the uh, the, the first round. And also, it just looks a lot nicer when you when you see the uh, AL Central banner going out there. I know ultimately it doesn't matter, but uh, it would it, I think it would be give them a nice boost going into it to know that they were the they were the best team all year. You take this week away, and I know you can't do that, but they've been the best team in the Central all year long. So I would like to see them get rewarded for that. Uh, you know, if, if title may not mean anything. You could debate me all night on that, but I just, you know, given the choice, I want to see them win the division, and I'm not, I'm not going to back away from that. So, yeah, that, that's all I got tonight. Uh, certainly a frustrating night for the White Sox, and uh, hopefully better times ahead. I, I think ultimately this team will benefit from this bad stretch this week. I think they're starting to come out of it with the bats a little bit. Hopefully that day off tonight for Luis Robert will get him back on track a little bit. And, you know, I'm just I'm very concerned, I'll be honest with you. The, the faces in the dugout, just with the way they look right now, just uh, just doesn't look good. So they're going to have to get fat against the Cubs this weekend. I, I think that that'll give them the boost they need, hopefully. So that's all I got tonight. All right, folks, you heard it. T- Chris Tannehill wants a T-shirt and the hat. So White <laughs> I wouldn't, Sox yeah. get their shit together. Absolutely. Huh? I you, love you where, want I, a hat? No, I, I'm not rocking the uh, division champion hat. The, the, nothing, with, <laughs> nothing with 2020 on it, man. I, I can't. Like, the postseason hat looks so dope, and I wanted to go to Grandstand so many times to get the postseason hat because I love a Sox hat. With, just throw any logo on the side that you want. Jackie Robinson, American flag, uh, you, know, what, open, you know, opening day. I, Throw any logo on the Sox hat so it looks different from the Sox hat I wore yesterday. I'm all for it. But that 2020 on that postseason logo, oof, every time it just gives me the, ugh, I don't, you know, I don't want to think about all the people dying and, you know, be homeschooling and, you know, wearing a mask all the time. That's what I'll think of when I see that gear. So maybe I'll change my mind if they win the World Series and I'll go to Grandstand again and I'll uh, get my World Series merchandise. But whenever I see 2020, just if they haven't put the design out already, Major League Baseball, I implore you, please make it as small as possible. <laughs> please, when you have <laughs> when you have the World Series winner for whoever wins this year, it could be the Cubs. If the Cubs win, please have it small. The fans should be able to enjoy the World Series. But we already know it's going to be the White Sox winning the World Series because if if there's any situation where there could be a celebration that you can't have, of course the White Sox would be on the winning side of that. So they won't be able to have a parade, can't gather, you can't have a mass gathering watch party at, at G-Rate to see them in the World Series and celebrate. They'll have a Zoom chat parade and guys will like, you know, uh, you'll have you know the boxes that look like the Brady Bunch or all the players going back and forth. It'll be horrendous. So obviously, naturally, the White Sox will win that World Series that you can't celebrate. So I'm just putting that then, out there right now. And then uh, when would White Sox fans want Ricky to be fired? <laughs> I, I the next I, day. Well, yeah. As soon as they, they <laughs> yeah, as soon as they trace uh, anything, you know, I, I want to see patient zero with with coronavirus because I think White Sox fans are trying to blame everything, including COVID, on Rick Renteria right now. So, but until I see the <laughs> until I see the proof, it's definitely in play. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, it's been a fun week. Not really, but uh, it's going to be a fun week ahead. So uh, that's all I got. Again. I'm sorry to you people who are out there wanted a pound of flesh from me. You're not going to get it. Tanny gave you some. A little bit. I gave you like yeah. a, a, like a quarter pound of flesh. I'm not a fire. Yeah. The, I'm not a fire the manager guy because I know he's working with limited resources out there. You know. So um, I mean, I'm sorry we didn't give you what you wanted tonight, but I'm glad that you listened because. We're having an enjoyable time, but I'm... Ja, ja Rule is too, man. Ja Rule and Rick Renteria on the same page. Baby girl, put it on, man. 
baby. <laughs> you gotta love you gotta love your manager quoting Ja Rule post game, right? That's like you know, relating to the to the millennials who have no yeah, idea. Yeah, that's a that that is such an old person uh, move too. Like quote a twenty year old song. See, guys, I'm hit. I'm quoting Ja Rule. <laughs> um, but baby yeah, girl, so- put it on me. Where's Ja? Somebody please find Ja. Oh man, Team Fifty Cent all the way. Every time, every time I see Ja Rule, I think of back two thousand three. I'm like, up, oh, not a Ja Rule guy. Not ever. Not, not hey, ever man, will be. You can't be saying that too loud. We're intercom employees, and one hundred four three is the Ja Rule station. So <laughs> sh- we're gonna get fired if we talk badly about Ja. <laughs> All right, that, that's it, man. Hang on. Let me hit Farmer. I don't want to talk to you guys at the health club tomorrow either. Have a great night. Don't talk to me tomorrow about what happened, friends. I know I'm going to see you at the health club. That's it. <laughs> All right. So for Chris Tannehill and the dearly departed Ed Farmer, thank you very much, sir. And we're dearly missing you this year. Absolutely. I got his baseball card here on my mixing board every night, man. Miss, miss Ed, I would love to hear uh, Farmer in between an inning talk about that pitching change in the seventh inning. <laughs> Darren, oh yeah, he, he think he'd question that one first. Yeah, probably, uh, probably. Rodon, what's Darren, going on? What's, he doing what's going there? on there, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> all right, friends. Friends, we're all just trying to win. I know our manager's trying to win out there. Just want to know some answers. Let's yep. go. Hey, tomorrow's Pizza Friday though, so automatically it's going to get better the second we wake up. And the Sox are still. Let me check. Yes, they're still going to the playoffs. So I'm very excited about that. Even though Danny, yeah, so, even though Danny Parkins mushed them, without a doubt, there's no doubt in my mind. Goddamn Parkins! As Shane said today, he can't let us have our fun. He's nope. got to always f things up nope. for us, man. We can't just do things. Maybe I mushed the Reds because I bet Jake Dallas for them to win 1700 this this year. So for Chris Tannehill, he's at Chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence, at Ecknerwall23. The show is at Locked On Socks on Twitter and Instagram. You want to email us for Mailback Monday. I don't even know. Yeah, we're going to do a Mailback Monday. Yeah, because there's off days, right? There's off days before the postseason begins. There's one off day. There's Monday. Okay. That's it. All right. And well, so, I don't know if we will do one. Maybe we'll do a series preview. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out no, no matter what. So so just send us emails. If we have one, it's all good. Lockedonsocks at gmail.com. We read them all. Not all of them make it to the show. And here's so. your Lockdown Luis Robert episode six. He's bad. <laughs> Let's yeah, I've got all the numbers and stats from the past three weeks of him being out there. Oh yeah, bad. Hasn't gotten a hit, I don't think, since the last episode we did. So there there's your episode six. I'll just put that out in its own as its own episode right after. <laughs> He's horrendous. He'll never be good again. Frank Thomas thinks he could be a flash in the pan if you don't move him up in the lineup. Good God. Yeah, so there it is. Oh, <laughs> so for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. This has been a very spirited even though we lost friends we're still waking up in the morning tomorrow it's gonna be a great day it's gonna be friday we're gonna eat pizza we're gonna enjoy the white Sox beating the cubs no we're not but thank you for joining us on locked on socks baby girl put it on man